Money FM 89.3, best of prime time. You're listening to Prime Time on Money FM 89.3. And every week, our colleagues from the Straits Times talk us through the biggest headlines coming out of Singapore. Now, million dollar resale HDB flats, some of which are located in central areas, have made the headlines. That's right. And uh, new HDB rules as well that we talked about very recently a couple Mm -hmm. of days ago, the aim of keeping flats in prime locations affordable and also taming that lottery effect or excessive gains when flats are resold. That's right. Now, these new rules also come in the wake of rising property prices, driven partly by factors such as record low interest rates and shortages of building materials and labor. But what exactly do these new measures mean for those who are looking to buy a flat? And will the new measures work? We're going to find out from Michelle Ng, journalist at The Straits Times. Michelle, thanks for joining us today. Hello. Hi. So, Michelle, let's start with the big news out of uh, the property market. We are seeing a number of measures. Why are we seeing the government make these moves now? So the main driver for this, this PRH model, mm-hmm. became, I guess, it, it has been floating around for like the past few years. So, you know, the government has decided to build um, HDB flats in prime areas a couple of years ago. So these are areas like... Um, the CBD, really the centre and the heart of Singapore and upcoming locations like Greater Southern Waterfront. So, you know, these are really prime, very coveted locations. But if left to the private market, you will probably get very high-end condos that are being built on those sites. But the government is very firm in saying that they don't want to just have exclusive spots for the rich families to live in while, you know, the average Singaporean family has to move far away away from the city centre. So I guess really the this new model that was announced earlier this week is to close this um, rich-poor divide to ensure that you know, Singaporeans won't look at homes in the city centre and say, hey, that's, that's out of my reach. I'll never be able to live there. I mean, it's not the perfect model that will solve this issue instantly, but I guess it's a step in the right direction. Uh, Michelle, one of the questions that will pop up mm-hmm. in mind is that will that drag down property values, though, in these uh, prime locations? Actually, I don't think it will because I think most analysts that I've spoken to don't think this, don't don't think that way as well. Because first of all, this um, this new model is very new, right? And it's it's only applicable to about you know less than a thousand new units that they're going to launch next month. So for the time being, at least and and you know these new units are not going to be up for sale until like 2035 because you know five years to build and 10 years to 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 reach MOP so so it's still quite far down but obviously at that point at that point in time in year 2035 or 36 we we don't really know what's going to happen but so currently the forecast is that it's not going to drastically affect the resale pricing for this these units but what happens in the surrounding area you know it you know, it depends on the market sentiment at point in time. Okay. Michelle, mm. so walk us through. How exactly are these measures making public housing more affordable? We've got the subsidies. We've got the minimum occupancy mm. period that's gone up to 10 years from five years. But we've also got the clawback as well. So what does that mm. actually mean? How much less are people going to be paying for these flats in comparison to other new launches on the market? And what exactly do we know about the clawback? Mm, okay. I mean, one thing to note is that the exact subsidy, the 
exact percentage of this subsidy clawback for this upcoming Roja BTO is still like quite a big unknown for to us. Mm. So this exact so this is a percentage of the resale price that BTO buyers will have to pay back to the government. And obviously you know, obviously at um all BTOs that the HDB launch are heavily subsidized and these prime HDB flats in particular will get additional subsidy from the government because the prime land is going to cost more than you know anywhere else in Singapore. This this is actually an amount that HDB doesn't disclose, and all these subsidies are inbuilt into the flat prices when they are launched as BTO flats. But the government is making it very clear with this subsidy clawback that hey, we are heavily subsidizing your flat, and mm-hmm. if you want to live in it, you know, for like the rest of your life, then sure, you you will get to enjoy this this additional subsidy. But if you choose to sell it on the open market after you have lived in there for 10 years, you've got to return the subsidy to us. Okay, and the minimum occupancy period as well, that's now 10 years. How is the rental clause after those 10 years different from the current five-year clause? Oh, so the 10 years... MOP. I mean, it's the, it's the one point that I think caught most people's attention, you know, mm-hmm. because to be like sort of locked in to live in a flat for 10 years is quite significant. But I would say that this, this you know, extension from the regular five years to to, to 10 years MOP is, is really to enforce the point that these homes are for you to, for, for the owners to like live there for a long period of time. It's not, you know, so it's not going to be something that it's not going to be something that you can flip easily after five years mm-hmm. and also because after your MOP you are also you know you're also subjected to um, a limited pool of resale buyers and I guess generally if basically if you're a property investor investor you're like mm, then you know there are all these restriction, restrictions around it you'll probably think twice about getting them all right, Michelle, the first batch of these uh, prime HDB flats will be launched uh, next month. So what yep. should we expect? The first batch of this prime HDB will be launched in Rocha. So it sits right on top of Jalan Pasai MRT Station overlooking the Rocha Canal. It's, the, it's on the site where the old Thieves Market was, if you are familiar with that area. So it's like really like central prime mm. area. Yeah, we are looking at about... So the information that we know so far is that we are looking at about 960 units of three-room and four-room flats and there will be around 40 two-rooms rental flat that will be included. So looking at the size of the land, this will likely be a very tall development. And usually for tall developments, right, it it, take, it will take longer to build, you know, especially with the current COVID situation. So we are... so. I mean, HDB hasn't announced a completion date, uh, completion timeline yet, but we could be looking at around five years completion time. Okay. And as for prices, I think we are looking at um, the standard BTO prices for mature estates, maybe a little premium. So based on previous BTO launches, it could be around 600k for a forum flat. Although for the actual pricing and completion time, you have to wait to see when HDB launches there next month. Okay, Michelle. Well, thank you so much for taking the time to bring us all the details of those key HDB announcements and the changes that we're seeing happen to some new launches onto the market. Thank you. We've been speaking with Michelle Ng, journalist at The Straits Times. You're listening to Money FM 89.3. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download our audio app. That's A W E D I O. Available on Google Play or the App Store.